Welcome to the When Wit Happens podcast. This is a podcast that helps you find ways to celebrate and live your best life even when stuff happens. Now, here's your host, Wit West. So thank you all for joining the When Wit Happens podcast. Today's episode is one of my friendship episodes, and I have one of my good friends here with me today, and so I'm going to let her introduce herself to you all. Hi, I am Wit's best friend, and my <laughs> name is Crystal Marie. So Crystal Marie, tell them what about yourself. Tell them what you do, where you're from. Um, I'm a military brat, so I've lived all over the world, all over the country, but I went to high school where in my mom's hometown in South Carolina, and actually a little neighborhood called Little Africa. It was amazing. It was great. I got to really know my family there. And then I moved to D.C. for college. Um, I went to the best school there, so you obviously know which one that was. I'm sure they do. (laughs) And then I moved to L.A. Um, I work in advertising and marketing, and it's awesome. And I also write as well, so that has been a fun journey. Share where where you write so people can check it out. So I like to say that I like to tell stories about uncomfortable topics, so that's like faith and race and... Um, relationships, how all those things intersect. And so um, I've been published at Relevant, which is a Christian website. I've been published at Urban Faith, at Very Smart Brothers. That's probably where most people have seen anything that wasn't on my own site. And a few other places. It's been fun. You you know, you're a good writer. And I love reading your stuff. So, you know, definitely check her out, y'all. Like I said, today's topic is a friendship topic, so we're going to get into some questions about our friendship, so you guys can have a sneak peek into the relationship between myself and Crystal Marie. So I'm going to ask you this. Do you remember how we met? (laughs) Okay, so I'm not 100% sure if this was our first meeting, but I do recall early on we were in D.C. We both lived there at the time. Mm-hmm. Great times. Oh, man. I remember being at, I, I'm not sure if it was Conrad or James, someone's cookout. I remember that you were there. I don't know if that was the first time, though. That might have been like maybe second or third. But I remember meeting you with our mutual friend, Everett, who was also from Arkansas, like you. Yes. Yeah, so I think the first time was at Everett's birthday party. Okay, that sounds right. That sounds about right. I think that would have been the first time. And I think I just, okay, Crystal Marie is like Miss Popularity, okay? Oh, my gosh. Um, Everybody loves her. She talks to everybody. My Um, husband hates it. It's he's so annoyed. Stop meeting people. Yes. So she (laughs) is just, she just attracts people. She's like a light, y'all. So she oh, started talking to me. I do not remember what we talked about, but you were very friendly because I knew Everett peripherally. Like we knew a couple of the same people and we happened to meet at some point during our college years, but this party was after college. I think it was his 25th birthday. And so um, I didn't really know anybody there, but of course, Crystal Marie being herself okay. started talking <laughs> to me. So I felt <laughs> I remember feeling more comfortable with you and I believe it was Kenya being. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love Kenya. So that's where I, that's also where I met Kenya. So, right. So from there, 
again, Crystal Marie, she wants to deny it being, you know, the socialite. She had lots of events and things with all of her friends. So from there on, we were hanging out and doing potlucks and game nights and all of the such. I am someone who I enjoy meeting people. I don't necessarily know that people enjoy meeting me, but I don't, I don't care about that part. So you may say I'm popular. I just think that I'm a little bit gregarious, but it's okay. You know, people either they accept it or they don't. And um, my husband is one of those people that has begrudgingly accepted it, but here we are. What is he going to do? Right. He's stuck with you. He's stuck. Absolutely. But yeah, I I mean, I haven't met anyone who's met you who's like said anything bad about you. Like everybody I've met loves you. I can refer you to those people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to know them because they're not about to say nothing bad about my friend. Um, (laughs) So... Thinking about our friendship, I feel like the distance has, in a way, made us closer. Mm-hmm. So, where I feel like sometimes that is something that's the unintentional downfall in a lot of friendships, mm-hmm. um, especially since we weren't like we didn't go to college together, we didn't go to mm-hmm. high school, we don't have those years and years of history. Like, mm-hmm. why do you think that we've gotten so much closer, distant? I think the internet is amazing. And I think that both you and I have relatively busy lives. Mm-hmm. No, I think a better word is active lives. You both are doing a lot of different things. And so it's really easy to facilitate friendships in the moments between those things, whether it's um, Gchat or like checking in with someone on social. And I'm not an, I am definitely not an advocate for people being addicted to social media and scrolling nonstop. However, I do think that those mediums, allow us an ability to, or give us the opportunity to really be able to stay connected with someone and see how they're doing and um, kind of give you a pulse for what's going on in their life. Yeah, I think that's been great. And I think you also have been my, one of my connections to a city that I love and I still consider home, D.C., for a while while you were there. So, you know, D.C. was far away, but it always was close to me. So I, I always try to stay connected to my people there. Yeah, you're really good at that because I find myself – to suck at keeping in communication with people. It may not seem like it, but the type of, you know, like personal conversations and making sure I keep up with people, I seem to be horrible at that. But like you said, like the G chats and the things, because I'm on it during the day, you know, while I'm at work and while I'm doing other stuff, it helps to have those there. But I feel like sometimes you're a, you're a good safe space for me. And I don't, have that with everybody like it's we can bounce things off of each other maybe say some things that are offensive or (laughs) (laughs) or you know what I mean like we can we can really talk about things and really understand things with each other I feel like that other people may get offended talking about together I don't know yeah I think the quickest way to get to a safe space with someone is to first be vulnerable and just admit something about yourself that may make that person feel like, wow, that was really personal. Okay, now now since she's shown me her dirt, I can share my dirt. And I think, you know, that's something I definitely do. I try to tell people like, hey, TMI alert, and then, <laughs> and then I share. But, you know, I have found more often than not when you do that with people, it gives them the space to really feel comfortable sharing with you because you've made yourself vulnerable. Like, you've put yourself out there, so now they can do it. Yeah, that makes sense. 
It works most of the time. Sometimes people are just like, wow, she's really weird. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, most of the time it works out pretty well. That's good to hear. That's that's a good tip for people if you want to kind of have that safe space and open. As long as you don't want to run for office. I have no intention of running for any office. So This is very true. You want to keep your dirt secret at that point <laughs> or have someone tied to you that's never going to tell for any amount of money. <laughs> Everyone tells. You know, you're you're, you're right about that. (laughs) Everyone is. So I'm not running for office. Good, good. So (laughs) let's see. What else do I have for you? So what do you think of when you think of me? Oh, that's a good question. What I love about you, one of the several things I love about you is that you are similar, I guess, to what you said. You're non-judgmental, but I also feel like you have... I think it's something that people don't immediately notice about you because you're kind of quiet, especially in person. Mm -hmm. But if someone takes the time to get to know you, I think they understand that you have a really hilarious, funny, charismatic side to you that it feels, it feels like an honor to be a part of that with you. Because for me, if you meet me, like you met me, like you met all of me, you know, everything, but I feel like with you, that relationship has to be developed first for someone to see that. And then when you do get to see that side of you, it feels so special. Um, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm in, I'm in. But, you know, you're just really, you're smart, but you're also really funny. And I think that you always know how to make someone feel better when they've had a rough day. Oh, that makes me feel so good. Like, yeah, uh, I like it. I feel like that's like a good thing to talk to people about. I guess kind of like give them their flowers, like while they're here. And I just, to answer the question back, for you is you're just somebody who like get in getting to know you who are like really admired um I just thought that you have such a command around people that I again I'm very quiet when I meet people um and you just are a light to me people positivity comes to you I feel like I feel like you have such a bright outlook on the world that you give me hope you know with the things we talk about, the things you help me with. And I feel like you have my best interest and other people's best interest at heart when you speak with them. And I like really admire that. Oh man. I appreciate that. I, uh, it's, it's kind of a tough world we're in right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't know who your listeners voted for, um, <laughs> but, uh, Depending on that answer, it may be their fault. I don't know. <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, and I think being a military brat where I was the new kid, like every two mm-hmm. years, sometimes every year, forced me to be comfortable in uncomfortable spaces. And so um, I know sometimes when me and my friends or me and Eskis, my husband will go somewhere He's just like, we don't know anybody here. And I'm, just, and I'm excited. I have like first date butterflies. Like I'm about to make some new friends. <laughs> like we don't know anybody. And I'm like, not yet we don't. <laughs> um, but, um, and that has kind of come down a little bit as I've gotten older because it's, it's a lot of work to maintain all those, that network. But I do think that there is a value in being able to be comfortable in spaces where you may not be familiar, where you may not know anyone. And I hope to pass that down to my children. Yes, yes. Make a, a little army of wonderful people. Ooh, let's, let's calm down. <laughs> I mean, your army could be small. <laughs> Doesn't have to be a large army. Yes, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, general question. 
when was the last time you cried? Oh, this morning. Well, you're, you're pregnant. I just, I feel it like that, that's a loaded question. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter though, because I cried all the time. People are like, oh, Miss Via Hormones. I cried all the time, even before I was pregnant. This morning, I was listening to um, NPR, as I do all the time. Mm-hmm. And there was a story about a woman who um, was crossing the border for asylum and the uh, immigration officer, she was breastfeeding. And an immigration officer took the child away from her while she was breastfeeding. And I just, I just couldn't believe it. Like, this is America moment. Like, I can't believe we're in this space. I can't believe it. This is horrible. It's horrifying. And I'm not really happy to hear that those things are happening. Not too, too far away from me. A couple hundred miles away from me. So, right. I cried. That sucks. While I'm looking for more questions that I had already prepared. But what do you have? Um, do you have any questions for me? I know I told you you can. Oh. What are your three favorite podcasts? Oh my gosh, you're putting me on the spot. So I listen to podcasts, but I'm so easily distracted that I jump all over the place. So it's kind of crazy. So I listen to several things. So I listen to my leaks podcast pretty regularly when she does post. I began listening to Where Should We Begin? with Esther okay. um, Perel, I believe her name is. It's like couples therapy. So oh, you go, each episode is like a different couple. And so it's like a, a delve into whatever. Wait, does she have a about. French accent? Yes. Oh, okay. I've actually heard her on a, on a podcast I listen to. She talks about infidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. I know exactly who that woman is. She is very smart. It's cool. Yes. She has a podcast. And it's, it's so interesting, like, to just to hear the, like, the small snippet into, like, other people's lives. Because I'm, a, like, a voyeur type. Like, I look at people and I'm like, I wonder what their life is about. I wonder what's mm-hmm. going on. So I, just to hear, like, how people think about things and how people process things really interests me. So that podcast, like, gets a lot of my attention. And I also listen to, so, you know, I, I watch on YouTube. I don't know if my listeners know. I watch a lot of family vlogs. So um, Gay Babe TV, they have a podcast now, and I listen to that. Oh. So those will probably be my current three faves. Um, That's a good I, mix. Yeah, I know. I, I told you I'm all over the place. That's good. That's good. What about you? I know you, you listen to, like, all types of things. So oh what God. are your three? I'm pretty sure there's a list of people that's like, if she tells me about one more podcast, <laughs> they'll tell me a story. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I heard this podcast about. So right now I'm listening to this one called The Longest Shortest Time. And it's about mm-hmm. parenting. I started listening to it kind of in the beginning of my pregnancy. I started from the beginning and I'm almost at the end. I'm also almost at the end of the pregnancy. So that's cool. I love how I built this. It's the NPR podcast. Yeah. Where do, um, yeah, people that created companies that we're all pretty familiar with, like Airbnb, Instagram. Um, my favorite one was probably the Kathy Hughes one where she talked about creating Radio One when she was seven or how she started in the industry when she was 16 or 17 when she got pregnant. I mean, just crazy. What else? I like Code Switch. That's also an NPR podcast. And they talk about the interse- intersection of race and other topics. And so they're pretty cool too. Oh, I have to check those out. I forgot about how I built this. That's and a really good one. I've been hearing about different episodes, just like I need to go on Netflix and watch um, 
my next guest needs no introduction. So, oh yeah, that's on my to-do list too. I, I have so many things on my to-do list. So <laughs> I just need like a weekend where I'm free of outside work commitments. Like I'm, I don't want to have to go grocery shopping. I don't want to have to cook. I don't want to have to clean. I just want to be able to consume things that I've been meaning to consume uh, without interruption. But sounds amazing. It's probably never going to happen, but I can That's dream. That's why people marry um, NBA players, so they can do that. See, look at you looking out for me again, because right I am there. all... See right there, girl. <laughs> I am all of single, so yes, <laughs> let me look out for that. Rich okay. husband, speak it into existence. Question, what is one thing you regret having done or not done in your life? I regret not studying abroad when I was an undergrad. I loved, loved, loved Howard University. And I think I thought about it a few times. And then I thought, I don't want to spend a semester away. I want to be here with my friends. But in retrospect, I think it would have been a really great experience. And now that I'm a little older, you know, I have to work. And it seems like it's a lot, it'd be a lot more difficult now to spend three to five months in another country. So... That's something I regret. It's something I encourage all high school students and college students. I always tell them, study abroad one semester, study abroad one semester, study abroad one semester. Yeah, I kind of wish I had done that too. I've had like a slight opportunity, but it just, you know, it never really panned out for me in high school and I didn't even consider it in college, but. Because you went to that rich school. Girl, and you know, if honestly, like I've probably never said this anywhere except for to some friends. That's probably my biggest regret is going to GW. Really? That's such a great school. I mean, the education was great. And the people I met there, like my friends, my line sisters, all of that was great. And I think that is the reason why I was there is to meet the people that it brought into my life and to get the you know, education that I got, but that education could be gotten elsewhere. And, you know, just the amount of loans it took to get that education. And like I said, I've probably never said this anyway. I was treated kind of poorly at a certain point in my career there that I really kind of like wiped out all the positive experiences towards the So by who? Like the administration, the faculty? Yeah. Yeah, it was administration. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so that kind of wiped out my positive experiences. And it was very subtle and it was also very nasty. And I take things like that to heart because, you know, I have pride in- You're so young. You're so young. And like, I have pride in my things I do, the work I do. And so when you subtly attack that as if, you know, you thought I wasn't competent or you- had lowered expectations or and things of that nature I don't appreciate it because that's not who I am so do you feel like that was reflective of your specific experience like you just kind of got the wrong straw or do you think that it was indicative of like the culture at that university at the time I think it was the culture trickling down into this particular administrator or administrators the like the stress of what was going on in the culture of that university kind of left them vulnerable to not service their students correctly if that makes sense no that makes sense and I I hate when I hear about people having a bad college experience because I feel like it's 
it's so common and there, you can't really take it back and you're spending so much money. Right. Yeah. I feel like we could have been like better supported. Like I, I appreciate the opportunities that were given to me. These same people allowed me several opportunities, but there was a lot of emotional things that were going on that kind of tainted all the positive of it. So I would take that back, you know, just because of those experiences. But I mean, I was there for a reason. I know I was able to meet great friends, line sisters, make connections. And so that's all worth it. Um, but I just, if I could have had a choice, I would, God, put all these people somewhere else. You know, like, if there was a reason I was there. The DMV was wonderful to me while it was wonderful. So I wouldn't have probably ended up there. But if I had to do it all again, I probably would have just gone to Princeton. And I didn't go to Princeton because it was literally on the same road street as my high school. And I felt like I needed to mm. branch out because I was so used to Princeton and Princeton and Lawrenceville and the tri- that whole area. It was, I didn't want to just be used to the same area and be comfortable yeah. there finally and not branch out. So that makes sense. Yeah. So that's why I chose to, you know, step it up a little bit, go to a city now. Cause you know, I'm from the country, went to boarding what? school. So you're from the country. Whatever girl. <laughs> um, you know, this is my favorite podcast by a super country girl. <laughs> yes, girl. And so, you know, I was like, let's go to a city, not a big city, but like a medium city. And so DC was appealing to me and I, my high school paid for me to go on college tours. And when I went to DC looking at, you know, UMD and all of that, GW just was like, Oh, I really like that. You know, it was way more chill than Georgetown, but you know, you still oh, get yeah. a good education and it just kind of felt like home. So that's why I chose it. So are there, yeah. I've been to GW. Are there, like uh, references to George Washington throughout the campus? Is he like a prominent figure there? You know, I don't feel like it. Not not from my experience, but you know, also the Black experience at a PWI is sometimes in its own bubble. So if you ask, you know, maybe like a, a white student that it may be more ingrained in based on what they do. Mm-hmm, true. Because I feel like we, you know, we were kind of separated. But you know, I mean, there's there are buffs and the statues and things at certain places in campus, and it's very DC centric to me. Just like our orientation was like colonial inauguration and things like that. We were the colonial cabinet when we were the orientation leaders. It's just very political and DC and encompass like all of you know what that meant. for it to be George Washington, not so much the person as much. Got it. To me. Yeah, okay. This is a fun question. If you could live anywhere in the world that wasn't the United States, where would you live? Oh, my gosh. I would say Paris. And it's so cliche. But that's the place I would have wanted to study abroad because I took, you know, I was abnormal in high school and didn't take Spanish. I took French. And Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Like, some of the craziest decisions that I made in my life, I just don't really know why. They were, it was just there. Like, mm-hmm. that was something, like, Delta for me. French was just there. I was just drawn to it. And so 
I was always obsessed with like really wanting to go to France and obviously that would mean, okay, I want to go to Paris. And so I just feel like I would want to experience that. And it's so funny that New Orleans was my favorite city in the country and there's so much, you know, French culture and the words and I'm here now. It's just funny how all that kind of works out. Do you speak French? I was semi-fluent when I left high school and then just let it go in college. And now I'm trying to pick it back up. That's one of my kind of secret goals is to kind of get back into that. I can kind of understand it if I hear it. I can read it decently, but speaking it is, I've lost like all of that. Well, most of it. Fair enough. Yeah. Speaking of that, like what do you consider the most beautiful place on earth and, and why? Ooh. Um, I feel like it's hard for me to answer that because I haven't seen enough of the earth to... <laughs> Aside from what I get from uh, watching Anthony Bourdain episodes, oh. oh man, he does such a good job of showing, or he did such a good job. Um, but of places that I've actually been to, I'll say that I, I won't speak to the most beautiful place on earth. Places that I've actually been to, I would probably say, mm, this is going to seem so random, but in <laughs> Los Angeles, there's this. Uh, it's called the Griffith Observatory. If you've ever seen a movie, a doomsday movie, and they shoot to LA, they always show like the dome of the Griffith Observatory. Uh-huh. But when I first moved to LA, I lived maybe a, a couple miles from there, and I would hike like at 6 a.m. in the morning. And from the, if you hike from the observatory, you go on this path where it says, do not go on this path, it's dangerous, but I did it anyway. <laughs> on, if you look to one side, you can see all of Los Angeles, like Glendale, Burbank. And then you look on the other side, you can see the ocean. So you're looking at like almost every kind of topography. You're looking at snow-capped mountains, but then you're looking at the ocean on the other side. It's absolutely gorgeous, especially after a rain when it looks a little more green, mm-hmm. which is like twice a year. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful place just because it makes me feel very small and it kind of helps level set. Like whatever I'm worried about, it's not, as imp- it's not that important. I'm just one little bit in this huge wide world. And um, it's beautiful. I always would have really good devotion up there. Oh, that's nice. I I didn't know what you were going to say, but like you said, I guess that is kind (laughs) of random, but it's, I understand it. You know, it's kind of like a place of peace. Yeah. I'm sure there are other, if I thought some more, I could think of other places I've traveled and been to that were gorgeous. I mean, so many, so much in New Orleans the last time I was there. I went to a plantation actually. Um, The Oak. I don't know. There's it's like a row of dozens of oaks and um, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, it's kind of a eerie place if you think about it, but yeah, really gorgeous there too. Yeah, I haven't been on a plantation tour, but because I'm just like, mm. but you know, I should do that. I have a habit of like when I moved to DC, just so happened like my friends were local, so I feel like I I probably didn't explore as much as I should have. And then after you live there for a while, you feel like you know, you're a local, so you don't do all the touristy stuff. Theodore Roosevelt Island outside of D.C., absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, it's amazing. I used to run over there, too. That's a good place. Man, yeah, so there are, like, so many little places that I feel like now I need to go back to D.C. and be, like, a tourist. And so, like, I'm going to try to make it a point to, like, explore here a little more, too. Do it. Put on your, like, Give yourself a calendar and say, by the end of June, I will have visited, you know, make a list and just like do one a month. That's reasonable. 
I'm gonna do something like that. Don't hold me to it though, but I'll figure it out. I'm already I already got my list of things to hold you to. You're gonna be speaking French by the end of the year. You're gonna be like a New Orleans tour guide. Oh, this is the bad thing about telling your friends your goals. They be on it more than you do. Partners. <laughs> Keep your goals to yourself, people. No. Okay, here's a question. Mm-hmm. If you were to have a child. Do you mm-hmm. already know what you would name them if it was a boy or a girl? Yes. Is it like private? Yes. Okay, that's fair. I don't want anybody to steal my names. True, I could do that. You really could. We don't. We don't know what you're having, and I don't know what name. You're, it'd be funny if one of your names is mine. But I have an. I'll say this: I have an affinity for last names as first names. So oh, wow, my husband needs that. Yeah. I also say this. I will give this one away because then it kind of becomes obvious. Like I've kind of morphed it into unisex in my mind, but it really originated as a boy's name, but mm-hmm. West. Oh yeah. That works. I mean, assuming that your last name would change if yes. you're a child, mm-hmm. that would be a good way to keep the legacy going. Yep. So I will give you that one. That is a name that I've thought about. And just because of the situation, like, oh, if I have one child and it's a girl, does that work? And I'm just, I'm trying to morph it in my mind to be unisex. Because it's not like a common name anyway. So I feel like it doesn't have a gender associated with it. Yeah. Whatever you want it to be. This is true. I like it. And then if you want one, no, I like West. I like West as as a girl's name, actually. Okay. Yeah. I like it. So that's an option. I don't like it too much. <laughs> yeah, don't like it too much, ma'am. Well, actually, you can't. I'll be so honored. <laughs> 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 that baby is named after me. Oh, man. It's true. <laughs> you would not hear. Yeah, you, yeah you're not going to take it now because you know I would just go <laughs> to the wall with it. No, I, w- I wouldn't be extra. I mean, I'd tell everybody, but. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to be asking me like, um. Send your namesake. <laughs> mm. Where's your namesake's birthday present? It's coming. Yes. When you name your child after someone, you're pretty much saying like that person's guaranteed to give them gifts for the rest yeah, of the world. Yeah, definitely. Have to. It's like making them a godparent. Yeah, essentially. So are you proud of what you're doing with your heart and your time right now? Hmm. That's a good question. I am proud of what I'm doing with my heart because for obvious reasons, I'm pretty focused on my family Mm -hmm. right now and it's really preparing for a major life transition that will happen soon. As far as my time, I think that it's actually one of the great things that you did for me was you recommended a book called The 12-Week Year. And it, it really showed me that I really can be really efficient with my time and get a lot of things done when I don't procrastinate and make it like a vision board for the year, make it a vision <laughs> board for July. Right. And so I do think that there's a lot more I could be doing with my time. There are a lot of ideas I have. There's a lot of goals I have, especially professionally and, and, and that kind of a hybrid of professional and personal, because I would love for my professional to be something that I'm personally passionate about. I, I don't know if I'm not proud of what I'm doing. I mean, I'm not like shooting heroin in my free time, mm, mm. but you know, if that's your thing, I'm praying for you. But I do think that I could better use my time. And I'm hoping that when I go on maternity leave, this really makes no sense at all. But 
I'm hoping that in between feedings, I will find the time to kind of focus on some of those things. Mm-hmm. It's the actual fault of a podcast. I heard, I can't remember which entrepreneur it was, but someone used their maternity leave to like build out their business so they wouldn't have to go back to their like nine to five. I'm not planning on doing it at that pace, but I would like to use some of that time at home to kind of figure out what my future looks like. Yeah, that's true. You don't have that responsibility of the nine to five. You have the responsibility of the baby, but you can have your mind, you know, elsewhere where you're doing like things that are a little more monotonous. That makes sense. That um, book, that book was really good. And I need to re-listen to the beginning of it again because I've been kind of implementing it. But for the next, starting in July, I really want to go at it hard again. So for me, if I'm going to answer the question, like my yeah. heart, I'm actually pretty proud of what I'm doing with my heart because I've made some difficult decisions and I think they are decisions that are for the best. And I feel like I'm... Tell me more about that. <laughs> no, you already know everything. <laughs> well, tell and the world. The world needs not know. Um, <laughs> well, I ended a situation um, that I was pretty into. And um, I think that was the right decision, although it was a hard decision. Because I have been better about being vocal about what I need and what I want in terms of matters of the heart. So when I'm not getting that, I have to move on. Mm -hmm. So I'm proud of that. And I'm also proud of being able to move across country and something that I've been thinking about and wanting to do and not having that fear or there's always fear, but moving through the fear and doing it and going somewhere that I I really love and enjoy it. So I'm very proud of that with my time. I can do better with time and I'm improving. Like I said, I'm kind of implementing the 12 week year and seeing where I have deficiencies and I know I'm a procrastinator and funnily enough, this week, I've gotten up at five o'clock every day. Oh, wow. And it's been great. Um, I've been able to do more in the house. I've organized things on the weekend. Um, I've cooked breakfast for myself before I go to work. Okay, so have you been getting up at five even on the weekend? No, just um, on the weekdays. I think I'm going to give myself the weekends to sleep. But okay. if I wake up, I might just get up. So this will be the first weekend of it, but I've been pretty productive. Like last weekend, I did a whole lot of not so much purging, more organization. This weekend, I do want to get rid of some things, and then oh, you're I, not a hoarder, right? <laughs> I, girl, I am not you're a hoarder. hoarder. You you're are like a hoarder. You're a minimalist, and I have things. I I, I realize I'm like the inside hoarder. I'm inside thing. Look, what can I throw away? I live in my home um, (laughs) and I have things to live, but I realize there are things I don't use that I really could get rid of. So I really want to continue to donate things. So I have another donation pickup scheduled for next week. So I'm I'm slowly but surely 
trying to get my life together and use my time better and, you know, taking walks at lunch so that I can kind of get my exercise in and also get out of the office and things like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get my life together here. Yeah, that's so, super responsible. Taking a walk at lunch, I think that's it's good for so many different reasons. It yeah. clears your mind and makes it easier for you to get back into work with a fresh set of synapses to fire. Exactly, and I'm getting my steps in. So it, it's, all, it's all being helpful. So I'm trying to work on not wasting as much time. And it helps because, you know, getting up early, doing things, trying to feed my body better, I'm tired. Like, I'm tired now. You know, so you're ready to go to bed, and so the cycle continues. So you don't stay up too late, so you're able to get up again and go about your day and organize things and get things done. And it's been working pretty well. So. Hopefully I can continue it. So now that you know I'm waking up early, you can try to hold me accountable to that as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what time did you wake up with me? Okay. I have one question I, that I think is always a good question to ask people. Mm -hmm. But I don't always ask because in some crowds are just like, I feel like you're judging me based on how I answer this question. But <laughs> it's a good question. What is the last book you read that you really enjoyed? And the reason why some people don't like that question is because they don't read books. Which is fine. This is true. So I'm an audible person. So I switched over reading books to listening to books on Audible. But now I'm conflicted because I've listened to so many good ones lately. I've done one book on Audible and it was The Year of Yes and it was amazing. The Year of Yes started off very slow for me. But it picked up at the end and it was amazing. But I have that book in like three different formats. I think I have a physical copy, a Kindle copy, and I finally got through it when I got the Audible copy because I kept picking it up and the beginning was so slow to me and I could not until I listened to it. Um, I don't remember it being slow. It even took me a while listening to it until I got to the good parts. Then it was like, okay, every day when I'm going and coming from work. But I would say I'm kind of torn between Gabrielle Union's We're Gonna mm -hmm. Need More Wine because that was amazing. Was um, that her on the recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't do the recording. Okay. Yeah. So that's probably one of the things I'm really enjoying, but I also just finished Taraji's Around the Way Girl. And was it was really, really good. It's, you know, just certain things surprised me about, you know, her upbringing and like how she dealt with things and her tenacity, you know, just how she thinks about things and her parents relationship with each other. But to her, it was just really good to hear all that stuff, but it would be somewhere between those two. I'm really into autobiography type things right now, especially with black women. And the next one I'm listening to is, um, what is next? Mother Black Hollywood is what the next one oh, I up. Yeah, I, I read like the first three quarters of it and then um, someone borrowed and by borrowed I mean stole it from me. <laughs> she oh. loves herself. Oh my gosh. I was like, you really have high self-esteem. For the portion I read, she was very... Uh, she was um, full of herself. Yeah, she's definitely cool. very proud of herself. I also <laughs> finished... Um, Trevor Noah's book, and that's probably my favorite book that I've read this year, besides all the parenting books I read, which have been pretty helpful, but it's probably my, my favorite one. I have some credits, so I'll probably get Trevor, Trevor's. And then I listened to the, um, the 12-week year, 
So that probably in terms of non biography type book, the twelve week year mm-hmm. was very helpful, I think, for both of us. So these are great recommendations. I'm excited now. Right. So that's all I have for questions, unless you have anything more for me. Oh my god, this sounds like an interview. They're like, Well, that's all I have. <laughs> Did you have any questions? And you're like, is this a test? Yes. Did you have to negotiate the salary right now? <laughs> well, you know, actually, I do have one more question before we get into the adventure and ridiculosity. So if you were never to speak to me or see me again, what would you oh my want? God. Why would you say that? Look, give people their flowers. Like, what would you say to, what would you say to me? If I knew it was like the last time I was ever going to talk to you? Yeah. It's up to you whether you want to this. I would say... You deserve so much more than I think that you give yourself credit for. And I really hope that you go out and find it or let it find you. And that when it does find you, that you are able to um, accept it and realize that it's something that you deserve, not something that you were lucky to get. I believe that you are Rihanna or LeBron, whichever one you feel most <sighs> for you, whichever one is most motivating. But in either situation, it's you being in a position where you have options and you bring a lot of value and it's up to other people, careers, whatever it is to decide if they want to be on the winning team. And I think that one of the great things about you being modest is it makes it easy to be your friend. But I think that sometimes you shortchange yourself. And I really, that would be the last thing I want to say to you. It's like you walk out to the world, like you are Rihanna and as you are. I don't say that to everyone because everyone I know is not Rihanna. Some of them are Dwight Howard and they just <laughs> they just are on the team and not really helping. They're just out here in these streets. So yeah, I say that to you specifically because I think that is something that you could benefit from hearing from and only applies to special people and you are one of them. Oh my gosh, you're going to make me cry. Oh, don't cry. That makes me feel so special. Like, so I'm going to answer it for you as well. And I don't want to cry today again. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I want to say to you that I think you are one of the smartest people that I've ever met. I'm going to cry doing this, too. And that you've opened my eyes and other people's eyes to just different ways of thinking and doing things that, you know, as black women, as women, that I feel like some of us are so scared to reach outside of bounds. And you're just an inspiration to, to go after what your heart like truly desires, regardless of what other people think or what other people may say. You are I feel like in relentless pursuit of your own happiness and your own truth and that's one thing that I want you to never ever lose that's why I'm gonna get fired one of these days (laughs) (laughs) oh that's really kind of you I um I feel like my mom would have said that about me at four but not in (laughs) a kind of way like you just always got something to say Always got to do, if I say go this way, you got to go that way. Why you got to go that way? <laughs> Why you have so many questions? But, you know. Yes. Like, ne- like never, never lose that. 
never stop being like that because I feel like you've opened so many different, you know, avenues to yourself and to other people just by, you know, thinking outside the box, really. I appreciate that. Yes, you'd be a strong black woman. Yes. <laughs> this is where Askeus would say, well, actually, according to Ancestry.com. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Come for you. Like, y'all try so much to... You deserve it, but no, you don't. You weren't that mean, but when I, y'all all tried to say that my results would be vastly different than what they really actually were, and y'all tried it on my Facebook that day. I mean, you know. Whatever. I just want to know what the answers were. I am very, very black. Very, 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 very black. Hey, you believe it, you can achieve it. <laughs> That's what the test said, Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was not altered until that one you time know tests, you know those tests aren't always that accurate so you know i'm gonna do another one then except for that one yeah. time i put wakanda in there then that one might have been fake but yes you yes can't prove it you can't prove it wow well thank you for doing this friendship you're gonna join me in just a second on the adventure and ridiculosity really quickly but oh. i appreciate you doing this conversation about friendship Oh, I appreciate you being my friend. It's even more valuable. Oh, thank you so much. Welcome back. And we're going to get into the adventure and ridiculosity. So, you know, we end every episode with something ridiculous and crazy that is happening in the world. And I let our guest, Crystal Marie, kind of choose some topics. And I was just looking at them and what hopped out to me was um a drake topic and it mm -hmm. the first thing that popped into my head was not necessarily what she wrote but did you watch degrassi or degrassi whatever it's called i did not you know I, it's so i should because i do love me some Aubrey graham but i did not watch that show i watched the wheelchair episode just because you know but i didn't watch the show regularly unfortunately you know i think i, I didn't know what it is was a big degrassi fan I didn't even know it existed until Drake became a, a thing. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. I didn't know what it was before then either. Yeah. So I'm like, is this our age group that watched this? The one before us, the one after? Like, who who were these people? Who? I think they were younger than us. Okay, so the younger. And was this on American TV? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Let me see. Degrassi, the TV show. Oh, no, it's Canadian. That's why we didn't watch it. Okay. So I'm like, how, how are so many people into this? Because, you know, he released, you know, because like you said, he's been quiet about the things that have been said about him lately. But he did drop a video recently. And it's a whole um, Degrassi reunion. Oh, that's cool. But, and it's cool. The, you know, the song is there, but the video meant nothing to me. I mean... It was nice looking at Drake, but the whole reunion aspect of it, I just yeah, did not you didn't watch the show. Like you don't get it. Yeah. And it was like, everybody was like, Oh, that watched it or, you know, caught up on it later was just so into it. And I was just like, yeah, this is not, not, not resonating <laughs> here. Yeah. Um, but I guess there's enough of a, you know, cult following of the show while it was on and after for it to mean enough to enough people for it to make sense. But yeah, it, it didn't move me. Well, no, I, I haven't seen it yet. You know, I, I find out about things like, you know, about three days late now, thanks to my social media fast. But, um, 
How has that been for you? Have you been enjoying the fast? I have. And you know what's crazy is the stuff, the big stuff still gets to me. You know, it's still, I still find out about it. So it's not like, I'm like, Trump met with Kim Jong-un. What? Like, I know. I mean, I still listen to the news. <laughs> right. And, um, the people in my life, like you and um, my friends, they'll send me things that are going on. They'll send me funny memes and stuff. And also, I attempted to go silent and go dark. But the people in my life, friends and loved ones, have committed to keeping me on social media without my permission. So, <laughs> you know, me being mysterious is just not happening. But, mm-hmm. um yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I feel like I, don't, I no longer have that compulsion to scroll. I strongly recommend that everyone do it at least for a month. A month? I don't know if I could. You could. I mean, I guess I, I mean, like physically, I guess I could, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like maybe I would have been better equipped to do it. I mean, I guess I can go out and explore by myself here, but when I had more people to, like, interact with um, when I was on the East Coast. But... I can be by myself. It I'm would fine. force you to make friends in New Orleans. It would force you to like get out and go places and talk to people. Mm-hmm. And you know what else is? I've been getting texts and emails from people that have never texted and emailed me before. Wow. Like, like they'll say, um, this one girl, she was like, hey, I got your phone number from a friend of a friend, from a mutual friend of ours. I was just thinking about you and I hadn't seen you on social media. And I, was, I just want to check in and see how you were doing. And I was like, wow, that's so nice. That's happened at least four or five times. That's so interesting, you know, because it's funny because now that you say that the first time I was hospitalized and I was completely out of it for a week, I had people hitting me up afterwards because a lot of people didn't know what was going on. Mm. Like they were hitting me up like, where were you? Are you okay? How are you? Things like that. So I had a lot of messages like that after the fact. So you're right. Yeah, you go. Yeah, they would notice with you, especially because you're always on social. So it'd be weird if like I didn't see you on my feed. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like always doing doing something on the Internet. Things just pop up across my timeline and I have to bless people with the information. So <laughs> I guess I don't have to. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do a break for a day or two. I probably need it. But social media doesn't, like, I wouldn't say actively negatively affect me. Like, you know, I feel like some people would have to take breaks. But it's a good outlet for me sometimes. But, oh, so your other topic is kind of related because it's about tweets and your president. Um, Oh, oh God. He's not my, I live in California, so, uh, (laughs) you know, he don't, you know, he don't bang with us and we don't bang with him. During the election, I lived in Maryland, so I, you know, now, Jesus. But he really, like, genuinely hates our entire state. Yeah. And speaking of your state currently, what is up with this proposition to be three states? Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. Like, why why even bring that, that up? Californians love, like... We just had an election this past Tuesday. There's always, like, so many different measures on each ballot. Like, would you like for us to turn all of, like, there was recently one where you can't, like, serve plastic straws in restaurants. They have to be, like, wooden or recyclable material. Like, there's always something to vote on. They love putting it up for people to vote. The thing is about that California measure that people don't realize is even if, first off, the majority of Californians don't want to split up. But even if we were to vote for it, the state legislature would have to pass it and Congress would have yeah. to agree with it. So it's just not going to happen. But 
All you have to do, if you have enough money and you get enough signatures, then you can get anything on it. Yeah. That's crazy. That is definitely crazy. I'm just looking at it like, really? Really? (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. What else has been going on in the news? Yeah, let me know. What have I missed on social media? What's like been the funny memes and stories? You know, there's been a whole thing. I'm sure Ski kept you up on all the LeBron memes um, <sighs> during the finals because he's low-key obsessed. Um, there's no low-key about it. There's been um, I'm good, love, enjoy kind of yeah, that sounds hilarious. <laughs> so, you know, just different things that'll come up. You just be like, I'm good, love. Enjoy. Like today I posted, I got an email from Ticketmaster or the Smoothie King Center or something about the Nicki Minaj future tour. And I was like, dear Ticketmaster, I, I don't care. Like, don't stop sending me stuff like this. And somebody was like, yes, reply back. I'm good, love. Enjoy. Where did it come from? Like, who said it first? I have no idea because I haven't like looked that deep into it, but it's been popping up all over the place. So they said the Cavs are going to be like, it's all good. We'll get them next year. And LeBron is going to be like, I'm good, love. Enjoy. Wow. That's funny. So that's been something that's popped up. You know, it's been, it hasn't been that crazy lately. You know, it's been kind of quiet. Oh, other than... I've talked about this topic on the podcast before, Adventures in Ridiculosity, that Camille Cosby is supposedly divorcing Bill. Oh, my gosh. Now, that did come up recently. I, did, I made the mistake of as someone, I'm, I'm in a group chat where they talk about issues like this, and someone mm-hmm. posted it, a BET article about it. And I made the mistake of looking at the comments. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the comments were like, I can't believe she's not sticking by his side which is crazy to me. And then the, um, the rest of the comments, which are also deplorable, were about how, like, oh, she's doing this so that she can protect their assets and, you know, when he goes to prison and yada, yada, mm. yada. And I was just like, oh, my God, this guy is a horrible human being. She's like, there's no way that she didn't know that he was doing this. No so way. I don't know if she's a horrible human being, like Jeff Sessions' horrible human being, but <laughs> like... She's definitely got her own stuff. She was a publicist. Like, that's what she did for a living. So she knew what was going on. And I don't know what her take was on it or what agreement they came to about it. But I don't really, a lot of people, like, felt sorry for her. I don't feel sorry for her. I feel sorry that they lost two of their children. That's horrible. Yes. Um, But as far as, like, her decision to be with a rapist and you know, defend him. And I think she compared the situation to Emmett Till, which was... Oh, she did, which was disgusting. No, but that was actually when I was like, yeah, we're all the way good, Camille. Like, we're all the way done Mm -hmm. here. So... Yeah. Yeah. Definitely done here. Oh, and the other big topic I feel like that I didn't get involved in because I felt two different ways about it was the... Did you see the Beyonce, Jay-Z pictures that people snatched from the tour booklet? No. They were kind of like boudoir pictures. Oh, okay. And some people were like, oh, Beyonce, you didn't need to do this. This was like a Kim K move. And other people were like, okay, you know, get it, girl. And I'm kind of... That's what happened. Yeah, I'm in between. It's, and it, she wasn't like nude. You might have seen her butt with either... I think there may have been one picture where she was like on the beach, but it was kind of far away and you can see her. But, but it was like, they were classy. 
but people were talking about how weird Jay-Z looked. I'm going to text them to you now. Hold on. They were talking about how weird he looked and how it was awkward and they never needed to see that. But I like boudoir photos. Yeah. Um, and I would want to do them. And I, them doing it was interesting to me because you haven't been on social media. So people have the tour started overseas. And so mm-hmm. people were showing videos from it. You got to see the twins in one of the videos that they have at the concert. And they also renewed their vows recently. Oh, good. Um, yeah. So, and I guess, you know, doing this photo shoot, you see the pictures? He's not, you know, that's just how he looks. So, I mean, how old is he? He's like almost 50 years old. Yeah, he's definitely, yeah, definitely. Hey, you know. If you don't find those pictures tasteful, then like, A, don't look at them. B, don't take them. I don't know what. I don't understand the controversy. Yeah, people were just like, she didn't need to do this. Like, that's a Kim K move. Like, we don't need to see Beyonce naked. Some people were just weirded out by it because apparently they don't. I've already seen her pretty close to naked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, too. Like, they don't see her as sex. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I like the pictures. But I could see how people are like, I mean, but she's never said anything about Kim K being naked. That's just y'all's own shit talking about Kim. That you're now saying, you've been saying in your mind that Beyonce is above that. She's never said she was above that. And these are tasteful to me. That's her husband. I mean, I don't know. Also, again, like you can kind of do what you want. I mean, does everyone need to see it? I don't know. That's your choice. I'm definitely not Aisha Curry in these streets, like telling people what they need to say for their husband and so forth. So. Mm I don't, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, so those are like the main things that have been popping off lately that I can think of. So do you see how your life really wouldn't be affected if you didn't know those things were going on? Like if you didn't know that Camille Kazi was possibly divorcing Bill, if you didn't know that Beyonce and Jay-Z took these like boudoir photos? It doesn't affect you know, my life directly in any way, it doesn't, like, as Gabrielle Union, my best friend in my head, has said, you know, it doesn't, you know, get me a job. It doesn't put more money in my pocket. It doesn't make my house any bigger. So, I mean, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't affect anything. I was so afraid, like, what am I going to miss? And, like, everyone's going to be in the know about something, and I'm going to be out of it. And I realized it's really not, it's not a big deal. And if something, like, really, really big happens... Somebody will tell you. Yeah. It definitely I think about Anthony Bourdain pretty soon. After yeah. I mean, you allow yourself like articles and things like that. So oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, um, what about does BuzzFeed? So does that cross over into social media or do you read a BuzzFeed article? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't banned myself from BuzzFeed, but I also don't regularly read BuzzFeed. So. Okay. And then if uh, someone sends me like sometimes either you or Skits or someone will send me a link to a specific post. I'm not logged into any of my social media on any of my devices. I'm, you know, so I, there's like a limited view. I can yeah. still see the image. I, I can't like like it or comment or anything. And a lot of times it doesn't let me go any further, but so I still, I mean, I'm not like, I refuse to look at a Facebook video. If someone <laughs> do a video, I'll watch it, but I just don't engage and I'm not actively like checking it or, whatever okay that makes sense i i could probably do something like that because i'm you know even thinking about you know things you're like oh i can miss that but you know like sometimes something happens and 
you know, black Twitter goes in and then you have the best memes you've ever read in a week, you know? So. Yeah. But then there will be something funny like the next week whenever you yeah, get back on. You're right. You're right. You're completely right. Like I said, it's, it's weekly now. It's not even like you're missing the, the roast of a century. Like somebody else is going to get it next week and it's going to be yeah. more funny. Yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll see um, what happens if I'm like really excited to be back on. <laughs> it'll probably get t- you'll be over it because you'll be like not used to being on it so are you going to get back on like right when the baby comes or like are you have a specific amount of time after i don't like to make any predictions about what happens after the baby gets here <laughs> i'm guessing it will be um i mean i know i will let everyone know the child is here so i'll do that whenever i guess i you know it depends you know if i uh <laughs> I guess it probably depends on the experience, like the labor experience and all that on when I'll be able to do that. But I mean, I will announce within a reasonable time after the baby is born that the baby is here via social media. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm not as cool as your grandma, but. (laughs) You are as cool as my grandma. My grandma's just ridiculous. Anytime. Oh, and she she would love to hang out with anybody. She's just going to be ridiculous. But I love her. Yes, yes. I don't have either of my grandmas anymore, so enjoy it. Oh, I cherish it. I do. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. You guys, subscribe if you haven't already. <laughs> Tell your friends. Matter of fact, that should be everyone's goal is find five people to tell them about this podcast. Not this, you don't have to say this specific episode. It can be, you know, one of the other really cool episodes. And follow up with them in a week to see if they did it. Or you could do like a, a gorilla mission and you could ask to, hey, can I use your phone? And then subscribe on their phone. <laughs> That's probably the most effective way to do it. I strongly recommend do it to at least five people. Go. Yes. Go Spread the word, spread the when what happens word. And um, if you enjoy this type of episode, let me know because I have other friends. I have I have people I know um, that I can do <laughs> this with. Um, I think it's interesting to get a take on people's friendships, a little voyeuristic mission into how people met and how they interact. All right, have a good one. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening to When Wit Happens. You can find Wit living her best life at withhappen6.com and at withhappen6 on social media. Subscribe and follow for updates. Until next time, keep living your best life.